and welcome to a Toaster Rom-Com. I am one of your hosts, Marie. Thank you for joining us this fine evening or whenever you're listening. And I am your co-host, Allison. And with us, we have a very, very, maybe the most special guest we've ever had. Specialist is a thing. Yes. I agree. On our pod. Now, okay, it's it'll be for two for two reasons, but they're they're tied together. So, give us reason one. This is our dad. Yes. I don't know that I don't know the second reason. Well, the second reason, since it's our dad, this will be like our first family friendly podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not only that, I consider myself an old movie specialist. Yeah, specialist. I think this will be a very interesting podcast to have the different generation view on this for for multiple reasons that we'll we'll get into as we're going. So tonight we're going to talk about Breakfast at Tiffany's, huge classic. I love it. I, it may be too early for me to say that, but and I'm going to be a minority. We we already have almost had a fist fight in this about this, but I happen to think that Audrey Hepburn is overrated. Boom. I said it. And Marie has said it to me like three times. And the first time she said it to me, like I wanted to throw down. Yeah, no, I I disagree completely. Even though I hate the movie, I think uh, she's a tremendous actress. The first thing dad and I watched the movie together and the first thing that I heard him say, even though we're not supposed to talk about the movie, but this didn't really count. He said, she's so gorgeous. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, she really oh, is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The dress, the outfits, the fact that she wore the majority of the same wardrobe the entire yeah, time. but just different just looks. Changed. Yeah. It was, I, I'm not um, putting down her fashion. No, I, I, I just just her as a person. No, I, I, I love her as an actress. Uh, think about all the wonderful movies she's made. And even though this one was a stinker, the other ones, I think, were very good. Even though this one was considered one of the best movies of all time. Yeah. Well. Well, that's a sign that it's not very good. Because if critics say the movie's good, it's typically not very good. Well, let me introduce the movies, or the movie, real fast. And then... Uh, Marie, you can take us into the drink. So (laughs) I wish everybody could see her karate chopping. So this movie was uh, released in 1961, Breakfast at Tiffany's, starring Audrey Hepburn, George Pappard, Patricia Neal, Buddy Ebsen, and Mickey Rooney, directed by Blake Edwards, written by Truman Capote, but the screenplay was done by George Axelrod, which is a fantastic last name. Oh, maybe, maybe you'll know, but is it Capote or is it Capote? Capote. Is it Capote? Okay. I've, I read it both ways and I wasn't sure what, what the official pronunciation Mm was. All right. So to go with this drink, if you've seen Breakfast at Tiffany's, probably. I'm nervous about this drink. Okay. (laughs) Probably the best scene in the movie is the party scene. It's phenomenal. And the drink, I know everyone wants to get <laughs> Don't to ever it. do that again. It's called <laughs> the Mississippi Punch. And apparently, this is what they were drinking to get so hammered. Looked like everybody was having and a drink. And everyone time. in the scene is drunk. It is. Everyone. We are using the Wiggle Bourbon. Nice. We are using cognac. I don't know what kind. Selenac or something. The, the cheapest kind. The bottom shelf. <laughs> and then 
the Kraken rum. I thought it was fun. <laughs> Love the Kraken. All right. Cheers. Cheers. I don't hate it. It's not the worst drink we've had by far. It's not my favorite, but I don't hate it. I, I will say I can't see drinking two of them. No, we're going to have to. So buck up, buttercup. Okay. First of all, well, Campari was a different story. I dr- I'll drink two. I just can't see drinking two. It's a rather large drink. But well, I don't. Someday you'll have to explain to me why the book picks the drinks that it picks because the main characters only drank bourbon and water. I don't know where they got this. I, I didn't don't hear either. it anywhere. I don't either. And there are many, many drink scenes, and they always, both Audrey Hepburn and George Pappard, yeah, always drink bourbon and water. Yeah. So, are you ready for the best part of the podcast, guys? Can you tell me once more what year this was made in? in 61. 61. 61. Got it. Thank you. All right. So, let's kick this off with a fantastic summary guys this is the first summary that i can't say that the title is the summary (laughs) which is really hard for me uh so this is about a young glamour girl in new york city who kind of lives in her own fantasy world but she's trying to get money so she can take care of her brother and she gets a neighbor who's wildly attractive who moves in above her and uh, he falls in love with her, and uh, she keeps trying to um, get away from him. And um, that's that's it. That's all I have you to say. You started off so strong, and then you just lost it at the end mm, there. Well, it was a very kind summary. Yeah, I agree. It was very kind. I will talk about it. I think she was superficial. She was narcissistic. Yeah, a, a fraud. She had a real phony, though. A real phony. I agree with that. OJ's assessment of her was true. Like she really did believe it. I think this this character in this movie, Audrey Hepburn, is perhaps one of the most flawed characters in any movie. Mm, You haven't seen the movies that we have. (laughs) Fortunately (laughs) for you, (laughs) but she is. But so is Paul. Paul, I, no, I don't think so. I think Paul enters the movie f- as a superficial person because he is being paid by an older woman to have sex with her, okay, uh, played by Patricia Neal. Mm-hmm. Did you and, know, sorry to cut you off, but uh, did you know that she did not have a name in the movie, that she was just known as E2? But he called her Thule. yeah. He called her Thule. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. yeah. He called there her There was something. one very quick reference to her, and I think it was when he broke up with her, which occurs yeah. near the end of the movie. But That's why I didn't understand why they called her E2, because yeah. he says Thule. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So anyway, anyway uh, Patricia Neal, she um, is sleeping with him. She's married. She's an older woman, quite successful, quite wealthy. And Paul starts out being... Very similar to the kind of person that Audrey Hepburn is. He's all about money. He's an unsuccessful writer. He wrote one book, I think, in 1956, so five years ago. And he hasn't written anything since. He has a closet full of beautiful suits that she's provided. She gives him money every time she leaves their uh, co-inhabited 
apartment, and he seems to be quite content with that until probably two-thirds of the way through the movie when he realizes, I think, that uh, Audrey Hepburn is someone special for him. Hold on. Hold on to that thought. Don't talk about it now. So all in all, we're saying that you are like me during 500 days of summer where I didn't think summer was that bad and you and Bernard did. We think Holly is a POS. I don't think she, I don't know why. I just have such a soft spot for her. Oh, she's a slut. She has there's nothing to respect her about for She's done what 99% she's 99% of the movie. She's done what she's had to do to survive. Like look what she did when no, she, she was didn't. 14. She oh. married that guy so she could provide for her brother. That's how I saw it. Listen, this woman Listen went out with many, many men. <laughs> And she actually was receiving money from them to go to the bathroom when they were out at dinner. I mean, she she's a slut. Let's face it. I'm not saying she's not. Well, is she? And it's I, all about money. Talk, but I don't think I don't think she actually slept with that. No, guy. I think she was I just do. a tease. I do. I think they go out. Uh-huh. They give her things, uh-huh. and they expect her to sleep with them. But that's how she met Paul. Because she doesn't sleep with them. She goes out her bathroom window. Yes. And so I don't think she sleeps with them. I don't think she's as loose as, yeah. I think that. So she leads the men on. Yes. Yeah, you could be right. You could be right. But, you know, there was the Brazilian guy. Oh, well, regardless, it's still not okay. Yeah. But, and, and that, I, let's start there with our believability. Okay. I don't think this is a very believable movie. Oh, no, not at all. For, Many reasons, but one of which, and I'm loosely connecting this to the Brazilian guy. She asked him at the end, like, in a week, send me a list of the 50 most rich people and men in Brazil. Oh, that made me very angry. Do, do those lists exist back then? I mean, it's Brazil. I, I mean, don't know about 1961, States. but they do now. Yeah. Those lists exi- exist now. Now that we have the internet, but they didn't have that then. But believability, I'm going to disagree. You think this was believable? I think that there are people like her and like Paul. Now, Paul, actually, I believe, you know, there was a a very important phrase in the movie. I do agree with you about Paul. And they were, I think it was actually her character who said that she's looking, or everyone should be looking for someone who could help them. Well, she helped Paul. She got him writing. I I think that's true. So from a a believability standpoint, he makes this major transition from a very superficial person to one who falls in love, gets very serious about his career again, begins to successfully write, and he's ready to commit. Uh, I think that can happen in real life. Her character, I don't think... Even in 1961, you could live in an apartment in New York City with no job, getting money from men to go to the bathroom. <laughs> like at 50 bucks a pot. A $50 a bathroom uh, yeah. visit. Yeah. I, I, I just don't think that's believable. I didn't understand the whole, like, I understand that. 
I understand that you needed like change to tip the person in the bathroom, but I didn't understand the fifty dollars to go to the. They bathroom. were trying to impress her. They were very rich. They probably didn't carry change, and that was the smallest bill they had, perhaps, or they were just trying to impress her because they realized she was a gold digger, and it was all about the money. Yeah, but that brings. Never mind. We'll get into that. I well, I don't know. It just brings me back to Fred. Like, she, wait, it, there was a pause. Yeah, there. we have to introduce I've been, Fred. I've. Oh, the brother or yeah. George Papard? No, Fred is the brother. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Who did you want to talk? Of? The brother. Okay. Are we gonna? Are we gonna call? We're not calling George, George Papard. Papard. We're, we're, we're calling him Paul. Paul. Yeah. Okay. Paul yeah, baby. We'll call his name. Not yeah. Fred baby. Paul right. baby. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Fred baby. I just had one thought. Okay. Maybe no, there will be I more later. <laughs> Fred is a really important yeah. reference yeah. because that's the only. I think it's the only person she's capable of loving throughout the movie, including the end. So but, I'm jumping ahead of that's us, fine of ourselves here. Yeah, you but do whatever you need to. I do. think she only loved Fred, and I think the only reason she she loved Fred as much as she did was because of their background as children. And the fact that she always looked after him, took care of him, even when she ran away from her, I think, foster parents, they were never clear about where she came from or where they came from. And then up until Buddy Epson, Mm -hmm. and then, and and we'll explain who Buddy Epson is, I guess, in just a minute, but uh, through that period, and then later in the movie, when we get the big surprise about Fred, it's the only real time that we saw deep, deep emotion until the very end when she looks for her cat. I would feel that way if I lost a pet, by the way. Okay, first of all, she didn't lose the she damn didn't pet. Lose the pet. She got rid of that pet and it pissed me off. She is I, trash. I held trash it together. Being. I held it together because I was watching it with dad, but every single time I watch this movie and I've seen this like realistically, like 10 to 15 times I cry every single time and did you read what she thought yes so I was looking up like trivia about this and in real life Audrey Hepburn thought that um letting the cat go was the most distasteful thing she's ever done in a movie good yeah but I think that Audrey Hepburn is so opposite to this character in real yeah, life. I would, she, I, I would agree. With he, that. Wonderful humanitarian, just wonderful all around person. Not into this glitz and glamour like she was in this movie. Yeah, and so. she said, I think that she said she thought she was very miscast in this movie. She was very self conscious whenever Truman Capote was on the set. Yeah, because she did think she was miscast in this movie. Yeah. I am starting from, let me see here. Oh, what do I start my unbelievability with? I have many, so. Should I go with the whole Mickey Rooney as an Asian man? (laughs) I was horrified by that. When he first went on screen, I had to pause it. Yeah. He was funny, though. He was. he was so funny. In fact, he may have been the best part of the movie for me. But for him to put in 
such a such a racist stereotype in 1961 with the round glasses and and he had false teeth yeah, in yeah. and and uh, they doctored his eyes. Uh, but he was funny. He was really funny, and he played the role really well. Miss Corlightly, I must protest. Yes. <laughs> and he he went back and forth between regret and like yeah, and not regretting taking that part. But someone, the director, the producer, yes, it was Blake Edwards. Yeah, said that they should never have done that. He said it was his biggest regret casting Mickey as like a Japanese person. It was so peripheral too. Uh, he was in four or five <laughs> scenes, maybe always doing exactly the same thing. But it was humorous. It was. It, it was funny. It was, and, but, but it was upsetting, like seeing him. Yeah. But you could you could never do that today. Oh no, that was definitely a nineteen sixty one. But I said to Dad, I was like, nothing like some classic racism. <laughs> it was blatant. So yeah. I thought that was my first unbelievable thing. My second was how she met George or Paul. Mm-hmm. And if I could pause for a moment and just. Is this the A-Team it song? It is the A-Team th- theme song. Ray team <laughs> Yeah. A much older George Papard. Oh, man. He was so good looking in this. I'm getting ahead of myself. We have a whole time to talk about this, but those baby blues. He was very good looking in this. I agree. And I was surprised that I thought that he was really? good looking. Yeah. For some reason, I went into this thinking that I would hate his character oh, and therefore the find him unattractive. But... It- I didn't. I didn't hate his character, and I found him attractive. I feel like you root for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's the dude, but he's he's the he's the best character in the movie. Yeah. I don't know. My favorite character was the woman laughing and crying in the mirror. Oh my god! Party. Yes, I laughed so hard. Yeah, the woman who's oh, wasted and, and she starts laughing <laughs> and then she's crying. She's so every hard. woman. Like, she's every woman. Like, yep. If that, I was at that party. There I am. I yeah. So one of my unbelievable things going off of the whole meeting between Paul and mm. Holly. She just goes up to his room in a robe while he's naked in his bed and just just crawls in after a little while. After Patricia Neal just left the room. Yeah. And she keeps making these subtle comments the whole time. Like, 300, it's very generous. Yeah. And all this stuff. Yeah, she... Whenever she mentions his... I don't even know if you can call it a career, but, like, his side hustle, maybe... It seems like she's putting him down for it, but yeah. he, he's one better at it than her, yeah. I guess. But it, she's just as bad, if not worse, because she's then judging the men. For yeah. What, how they're treating her. Double standard. Yeah. Horrible double standard there. Okay. So we're talking about believability. Yes. Any right. kind of scenarios. All right. So let's let me. Ask the listeners to question with me. They, they can't answer. So, thank you. <laughs> question someone us. who runs away from, I think, foster parents. I don't know if it was foster parents. I think it was. And gets married at the age of 14 to Buddy Epson. Okay. We haven't was talked about fo- that. Was she 14 or did she say, or did no, he say she was she almost? She was 14. She was, uh, maybe she was uh, less than 14. You're right. So, she brings her brother with her. And she did that. 
to survive and to get away from a really, really bad family situation. So you have to admire that. But then she left, and she left her brother, the only person in her life that she truly loved because, and and by the way, supposedly the marriage was annulled. Uh, Buddy Epson didn't think so, but she did. But uh, So she leaves. She goes to New York, gives herself a new name. She learns French through, uh, I think, a, 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 an agent, because I guess she was an aspiring actress that never acted. Yeah. But uh, she learned French so that she could speak without her country twang accent and adopts the name Holly Golightly. Well, it was Doc Golightly. She only just changed her first name. Okay. Uh, was it Doc? Go- was mm-hmm. okay. So he was a vet veterinarian. Right. Anyway, her brother, she hasn't seen him for three years. I think she admits he's in the army. Army. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember which branch of the service. So even someone that she really loves, she's abandoned. Did she abandon him, or did she leave because he joined the army? Like, what happened first? Do we she say? Left. I think she left okay. first. I think. Okay, that was my impression as well. I'm that she sure. left first, and yeah. he went to take care yeah, of but himself. Why? You know, if you, why not write him? Okay, he's in the service. He's all alone. He's had just as bad a background. Okay, so that's one of my unbelievabilities. I have a rebuttal to that. I'm not. She said he was slow. I'm not sure that he'd be able to read. Because I got the impression that he may have been like ID uh, or something. You know, that's that's very a possibility. She did say he was slow. He was slow. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Continue. Well, and and the military does have standards that have to be met before they allow someone to enlist. But anyway. Dad's believabilities are a lot deeper than our believabilities. Yeah. One thing, one of my believability things, and it's so small, but I want to ask you because I don't know if this is a thing or not. Is it acceptable to just take cigarettes without asking? I think back then everybody had cigarettes. Cigarettes were really cheap in 1961. Cigarettes were probably somewhere around 15 cents a pack. I was just curious because she took his cigarettes in the room without asking and it was, I just wasn't sure. Again, part of her character. She's a taker. I think that's an excellent point that you brought up. Thank Thank you. I didn't think that it was possible for New York City to ever be that empty on the street, even at that, in that morning scene where she's going there. I was like, it would not be empty. She's the only person on the street. Nope. Well, you know well, during filming, there was a yeah. herd of people around, crowded around her during that opening scene. Yeah, but no, I know. shot it. Yeah. Um, I also thought that the Allison said it. We go real trivial with the unbelievability. Yeah, we do. She had a she had three to four toothbrushes in her bathroom. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Why do you need that many? Uh, she had a twin bed too. Is that just right now where we need a twin well, bed? I mean, her couch was a cut-up clawfoot. I um, loved it. I loved that couch. thought it was great. It was interesting. But yeah, it what, low to the ground, though. I saw that twin bed, and I was like, really, girl? You got to get a bigger bed. <laughs> <laughs> Paul had a bigger bed. He had, had at least a full. 
I go back to what dad said about her being able to afford that apartment. That apartment was huge for mm-hmm. New York standards. And mm-hmm. I don't know where she would get the money to afford that. And let's just touch upon the accent thing again. To, she learned French to get rid of the Oklahoma accent, but then came out of it with a slightly English accent. Yes, yes. So, darling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's another un, another problem I had with her. She called everyone darling, even uh, Paul, which um, later on I'm going to say no. They never did. She never fell in love with him. She never could love him. And... I think that was an example because every person she referenced in the entire movie was always darling. Can she take care of herself as a, as like a normal human being? Is she able to take care of herself? Like feed herself, make sure she has food on the table, make sure you she know, goes. You heard that. Buddy Epson say how thin she no. was, like she wasn't eating. She had a problem with time. She didn't know what day it was. Yeah. She didn't know what time it was. She was late for everything. Yeah. She probably didn't pay her bills. Uh, you know, the only source of money coming in was from men. The powder room. I, I, that's an unbelievable, a source of unbelievability, I think. You know, and that's really funny that you bring that up because it is a very common theme in romantic comedies, Dad, that nobody works. Yeah. Nobody works. Nobody works. Or they're terrible at their job and they just leave in the mid the Yeah, day. Like, it's crazy. Here's a really important question since we're still on believability. Oh, we'll be here for a while. The question that, that I have is, this movie is a lot about money. Yeah. And the fact that no one has any and the movie begins with everybody wanting a lot. Holly continues to want money throughout the entire movie. Even the last scene in the taxi cab, she's talking about the 50 richest men in Brazil. Such an emotional scene. So, don't give me that. How, how can anybody really go through life? Through this time in their in their lives, they're probably I'm guessing supposed to be in their late twenties or early thirties. She was supposed to be nineteen. Yes. Oh, you're kidding! Isn't that crazy? Yeah, she was supposed to. Wow, be Wow, they never say that in the movie. We read up on trivia. Well, see, that changes quite a bit in believability then, because she's really not mature. Yeah. But anyway, my point was going to be, anybody who thinks that money buys happiness isn't believable right because it doesn't she was a very unhappy character and all she wanted was money and Mm -hmm. in the beginning all paul wanted was money so Mm -hmm. in the very beginning everybody's just out for money not happiness or they equate happiness and money and that's and maybe it's because of her age that's a really good point they should have brought that up in the movie i think it had they may be because this is adapted from a short story i've never read it i haven't either so i wonder if that was made known in the short story because i also heard that paul's character was quite different in the short story versus how how so do you know not really. I know that they that he was supposed to act more vulnerable and oh, I wouldn't have liked that as much. I don't think I less, liked the way he less, was less mm. confident than he is, and 
it, therefore it, they said, whoever they may be, that he's more likable in the book than he is in the movie, even though I thought he was likable in the movie. I, I thought he was very likable. He was likable, but he did let people push him around a little bit. Remember another character in the movie, notable character in the movie, which was played by Martin Balsam, who was the Hollywood agent. Right, right. And he couldn't get his name right through the entire movie. Uh-huh. Then he was he dropped something on the floor during the party and and then somebody used him as a as an ottoman. Oh my god. And and yeah. then the librarian uh disrespect uh. him. So there's a lot of people who pushed Paul around, but he had a limit. In each and every one of those cases, remember he put the cold drink yeah, on the woman's that was back so funny. because she wouldn't move for him. So he had a limit, but he did let himself get pushed around a little bit. Yeah. I don't think Holly ever let herself get pushed around. I think she beat that. She was very early. I think she was a manipulative person. Yeah, yeah, she was. Um, I have another believability question. Where's the litter box? (laughs) I really want to know. Where's the litter box? Never saw one. Exactly. Also, you don't feed a cat milk. Yeah. It's bad for them. She did open a can of sardines in one scene. I'm sure that's great Is for that them as what well. That was? I yeah, those tin, I thought it was tin 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 and how no. she like keyed it back. Yeah, that's a sardine can. Uh, okay. uh, can we talk about Sally Tomato at all? He was quite an important oh, figure. Believability, in the movie. another yeah. good comment. Oh God, but yeah. she to- she totally didn't know. Like she did not know. Well, how dumb can she be? But, Snow in New Orleans was one of the references in the movie. She so he was giving her so-called weather reports for those who haven't seen the movie. And in those weather reports, he was actually communicating to other underworld characters uh, deliveries of narcotics. And Paul was, was loving prison. it. Paul was dying. He knew about it. He figured it out, yeah. even if she didn't. And she, it was her, oh, that's just how they know that I went to go talk to him. He tells me some weird thing to say to the, his agent or whoever was she getting paid to visit him at no all? no she was just because it was romantic of her wait no 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 she was she was getting money from oh, she was getting yeah money. The she lawyer was getting who was yeah, a lawyer mr shaughnessy yeah. mr o'shaughnessy, o'shaughnessy. o'shaughnessy. Yeah, yeah he, he was, was paying, paying her a hundred dollars a trip or something mm-hmm. so she was getting she paid. thought he was a lawyer and here he was another underworld character oh my god yeah pretty thick but it's just, I, there's something about her. It's just, I can't hate her, no matter how hard I try. The closest I get to hating her is in the end scene in the cab. With the cat? Yes. Mm. That cat was... Did you know that that cat, one of the cats, there were... Um, nine. Nine cats who played cat. And one of them, whose real name was Orangey, won the equivalent of an animal Oscar wow. called a Patsy. It did do some pretty cool things, you know, jumping down on people's shoulders and stuff. But uh, I like orange cats. That was Tabby. another. That was another thing about her that really bugged me. That she had this cat and she didn't care enough for the cat to give it a name. Yeah, but I think it was part of her. What's that called? Like um, self projection. Projection. Like, oh. she didn't think enough about herself, and then she was kind of projecting that onto the cat, maybe? Well, it's true. At the very end of the movie, she said that, I'm not Holly, I'm not Lula May, which, by the way, was her character when she 
was 14 and married to Buddy Epson. Disgusting. She, and, and I think she ended that, that quote with, I don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. there is an association with it. That could be a really good point, Allison. Thanks. But how much does anyone really know who they themselves are to the core? Like, I, whatever. Like, get over yourself and get a job. Honestly, I'm over it. I'm over you. Pick a name, get a job, and stop just stealing people's Grow $50. Up. Yeah. Grow up and stop taking. Yeah, good point. Can we, do you think for adults, do you think that party that she had at her apartment was believable? Yes. You do? I do. I think it's believable in college. Mm. I, but uh, for no. like adults? No, I, even socialites. Yeah, it's believable for college. I agree, but for adults, I don't think it's believable. They were wild. everyone was wasted, and except for maybe Paul and Jose. Yeah, the Brazil Brazilian guy and Paul, because frankly, the reason they weren't is they didn't stay there long enough to get to drink. I think Paul was an observer. <laughs> he was getting. He was it. overwhelmed. Yeah. He was overwhelmed. I think, but. Uh, the party was early in the movie, and it was a very important defining uh, moment for who Holly was because the people she surrounded herself with also appeared to be very superficial, mm-hmm. only out for a good time, nothing deep. Uh, it was go to a party and get drunk and dance and drink booze you don't have to buy. Yeah. But I think her main reason for having that party was just to meet rich meet men, men. Mm-hmm. meet a rich guy who's going to take care of her so she can bring Fred, bring Fred home. She didn't care if she loved him, what he looked like, anything. Yeah. All she wanted was the money so her and Fred could be together and yeah. secure. And I, I don't know, maybe it's just because of being in the 60s and women not having their movement yet to like get out there in the workforce. Oh. Don't give me that. Don't give me that look. I couldn't tell what movement you were, were referring not to. About. I <laughs> not about but, movement. But go back to your original question, Allison. Since college, I've never been to a party that was like that. I have. And it's been a lot of years. Have you? Yes, you have. I'd say I haven't been to a party like that past 25. The LARPing party I went to was like that. The live action role play where we all dressed up as medieval characters and fought. Okay, maybe it does happen. And and, and remember, you know. <laughs> that's not, let's just make it clear that that's not the same kind of party that this was. I think it this was more was, fun. I think this was portrayed like an everyday part or like a typical party that these people went to. Do you think it was like a Tuesday night, not even a weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I gotta say, I would, if I had been her neighbor, I also would have been calling the police because that's ridiculous. That would be like, I would be so upset if I was Uni Yoshi, like just so upset. One last believability for me. What the hell did Tiffany's had to do with anything? That makes her feel good about herself. Yeah. It's the one place she can go to forget about anything, anything that bothers her. Yeah. But she can't afford anything there. So it's it's like she could go shopping anywhere 
and forget about who she is and what her problems were. But she picks Tiffany's, and they make a big point about that because they can't even buy mm-hmm. a that, trivial thing. Yeah. They could have afforded the telephone dialer, but he takes a Cracker Jack ring, which, by the way, I've never seen a metal ring given in Cracker Jacks. But it's I, always been plastic. Yeah, it's always that plastic. That red plastic yeah. ring. But, uh, I, you know, I... I didn't understand tef- Tiffany's. I didn't understand breakfast at Tiffany's. Uh, well, breakfast at Tiffany's, her her evening always ended in the morning because she was that kind of a socialite. That's how I took it. And then she gets her coffee and her breakfast before she goes home. And then I felt like Tiffany's is what she aspired to to get mm-hmm. to in life. And that was like her dream, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. That's how I thought of it. I thought it was a poor name. You're a poor name. Mm. Boom. Steven with a PH. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I don't have any more believability things that I can think of at the moment. I think that she just did whatever she wanted when she wanted. And it was rude and unbelievable. You're rude and unbelievable. I am rude, but I'm believable. I have to agree. Yeah, you're believable. <laughs> yeah. Um, married when she was almost 14, 1961. Can yeah. you believe way, that? Way like, in on this. I'm sure it was against the law back then, too. You but think so? If, in these backwoods communities. Yeah, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. That's crazy. And, mm-hmm. that and the fact that he, he called himself Doc, but he may have been a vet. He may not have been a vet. He just said, I think, he said he was good with horses. He just seemed like a creep to me. Oh, I thought he seemed like a decent guy. What? Oh, he, well, I think he was a decent guy. I think what? he seemed like a decent guy. I felt yeah. like he was living in a fantasy world thinking that he was going to oh, go to New York her. City and win back his wife. I, I think that was I think that was a trick of the movie. You had to decide who was being genuine and who wasn't. So do you think that marriage wasn't old but you're or missing was not? an important point. An important point. He brought the news back that Fred is coming home in three months. Yeah. Four months. So he thought that she would come home back to him because she he loved her. And he thought with Fred coming home she would come back to him. That's what I that that's my conclusion with that. See, I don't I thought, think he was naive at all. Well, I maybe thought he was. was trying to manipulate her into coming yeah. home because he said, if you don't come home, Fred's I'm, not yeah, sitting here. Yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, and I can agree with that, too. So there, that's the darker side of, of his uh, game that he played. Yeah. But I think he truly loved her. I, I'm sure he truly loved her because, let's mm-hmm. face it, he let her go. But she is a charmer. Like I feel like she charmed mm-hmm. everybody she that charm was... Me. Oh, I don't. I, was charmed. I Sorry, don't guys. know that in the long run that you can run that whole charming thing. You know what I mean? Like if you're married to someone or living with them for a long time, charm runs out. You have to be a genuine person to, to keep that up. I don't think she was a wife, really. No, I think they may have been married. I think she left very quickly. I think she couldn't meet with the reality. They got it annulled. Was it? annulled because they didn't consummate the marriage oh god i hope so yeah. i really hope so yeah, but the thing is we don't even know if it was annulled that's yeah the, he that's never yeah. said it that's right that's right yeah. she said she was annulled it was annulled so she could do whatever she wanted but she said that to paul to get what she wanted he said it wasn't annulled he still called her wife and he her husband 
was it or was it not? I we thought don't know. It was such a big ask of her to have Paul come down and like be with her while she told Doc like she wasn't going to go home with him. Yeah, and they didn't. That was still fairly early. They didn't mm-hmm. really know each other all that well. Hey, where in the hell is this waiter? I want my drink. Yeah, I know me too. I don't think it's you guys should come back here. Wow. I'm, wow. I'm just saying. He takes such care with those drinks. He really guys. does. Yeah, I know, though. but it's a private room, for goodness sake. You guys are paying a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. Hey, these drinks, do you know what they cost us tonight? $40. No, you got to add the bourbon in there. That was free because you already had it. <laughs> because I already, we had already bought it. But we had bought it at some point. And I also hey, bought... Hey, James and Bernard! Did you hear, did you hear these assholes talking? He took, yeah. a, sip of, he took a sip of it. A did you bit. really? Goes, a hard, he goes, that's a hard no. That's a hard no. <laughs> James, who does not drink, sipped a hard, a hard alcoholic beverage. Stuff. Uh, believability's done. They oh, were compl- I was complaining about the waiter. You know, they're and paying all this money for this private room, and I can't get a goddamn drink. <laughs> Can someone give me $50 to go to the bathroom, please? (laughs) Where's my 50? All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. That's the best. All right. So we got got ourselves a new drink. Refresher. It's a little bit stronger, I would say. I got to say I'm not excited about drinking it because I actually don't like these drinks. Oh, I like it. And it's not the worst drink I've ever had. I just, I would be happy to not have it ever again. I don't mind it. And I think since I've been doing this podcast with you, I built up tolerance for like whiskeys and bourbon. You're the one who suggested our last uh, Game of Thrones drink, which had whiskey in it. And it was great. It was very interesting, Dad. It was, it was this bourbon with simple syrup and lemon juice, and then you sprinkled Chardonnay. No, 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 no. Cab Sauv. Mm. Oh, yeah, red wine. Cabernet Sauv. It was actually really good. It was. Well, you you know me. Scotch is the only drink, so. You told me. You You told me. Scotch on rocks, sometimes with a twist. How do you feel about this mix of flavors? I'm not a fruity drink guy. And you think, this is you think this is I fruity? Do. I do. Because of the lemon juice or the and, orange? And or? isn't it, what's it called? Isn't it called fruit punch or something? No, it's Mississippi. called Mississippi punch. Oh, Mississippi punch. Now, you told me maybe like a month ago that you were getting tired of scotch. Do you remember this conversation? I. He was drunk on scotch at the time. <laughs> he might have been. No. <laughs> no, dad's never been drunk. <laughs> I've never been drunk. Tonight might be a first. Okay, next. Um, uh, but I would like you to I would like you to try the uh, wiggle bourbon that we have down there. I will. I will. Because That's I a got, really good Pennsylvania bourbon. I understand. The, the wiggle period is just really continuing to impress me. We had a gin, gin drink, a couple with the wiggle. It is the best, better than Tangray, better than Bombay Sapphire. It was. I wonder if you can get that across the country, or is it just oh, in Pennsylvania? Know. That's a good I question. That is. A good you guys question. should contact them. Yeah. Yeah. We will. We we definitely will. But it, the gin, it was just so. It had like juniper and like mint already. Yeah, you it. could you could really. Yeah, so I could drink it on the rocks. Take on the bourbon. Um, are Chemistry. we are we ready to move on? Um, what about obstacles? Oh shit! I forgot together? about that. Oh my god, this is the longest I've gone without swearing ever on this podcast. <laughs> what what's the what's the big obstacle? Is it her being Superficial. a shitty human being? 
I think her shitty human being. You're I think she was flighty. I'm not sure that when they woke up in the morning after the last scene that she wouldn't have reverted back and and started looking for a richer guy. Jumping ahead, because we will get to that. Right. But But I I do agree with you. She's a flake. She's a real big flake. But she's... I don't know. I... If you're Paul, does that shtick get old? You're going to work, you're writing, you're trying to earn the money, you're taking care of her. Does that whole, what are you going to do? Like, I understand that she was making the chicken and rice and she was trying to make dinner. Did anyone else notice how much salad dressing she put on that? Yes, I did. did. It wasn't so much the oil, but the vinegar she put on. Wow. Oh, my God. Could... Could you handle all of that responsibility without knowing what she's going to do? Like, is she going to be there? Is she not going to be there? Is she well, gonna be let, let, let me answer your question with a question. When you're in love with love somebody <laughs> and you want to take the next step, whether it's marriage, whether it's living together, whether it's having a child, whatever it is, aren't there certain responsibilities that are going to be shared what responsibility do you think she could have <laughs> and furthermore That's interesting he got a check if you remember yes. what was the value of that check 50 50 dollars so even in 61 50 dollars didn't get you a month worth of groceries and right. and and rent and all that other stuff when could you wager a guess like honestly, can you wager a guess what fifty dollars is in today's money? Yeah, I would say. Well, I could tell you in nineteen sixty-eight, the a really good paying salary was a thousand dollars a month. So fifty dollars is a lot less than a thousand, but that's seven years earlier. My guess is it was uh, a probably a good salary in 1961 was somewhere around $500 a month. Okay. $600 a month. So, so real 50, hard to live on. Yeah, they're not going to have money. Uh, now, he doesn't have a nine-to-five job. I don't think she has a skill to have any kind of job. So I, I don't think they realistically... I don't see how they can change their lives and be together. Well, Not in New York City. He had a job. He was trying to write. He had sold three stories. In the magazine. Yeah, right. He had sold three stories, was working. And uh, like you said earlier, I feel like that was all due to his interactions with her and yeah. making mm-hmm. that You're change right. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. knowing that he's the one who's going to have to take care of things. But... How do you give her money to go to the grocery store? Yeah. Or trust, like, Sally Tomato was doing her books for yeah. her. Yeah. And yeah. she was she was losing money. Yeah. And uh, how is that not going to continue? How can she go from being completely irresponsible and not... I was going to say not be responsible. That's irresponsible to changing that and taking care of a household while her husband, boyfriend, fiance, whatever is at work. So well, that's the way that's going to go. Let's put it in numbers. Her mafia guy, Sally was paying a hundred dollars a week. She'd probably, well, she can't do that anymore, but I was going to say maybe she was still doing that. 
Probably so let's not. say a hundred. No, not not if she got arrested for meeting with them. But hundred dollars <laughs> a week. Let's say that she has some nice dates where guys give her the fifty dollars for the restroom, which I think was a metaphor for something else. You guys don't agree you with think, me. I, this is a honestly, this is a debate I've had since I've seen this movie at like age eighteen. Does it mean sex, or is it them just trying to impress her? And like, I, I, I think eventually you you develop a reputation and these guys if they're wealthy now new york's a big place a lot of wealthy people there but eventually the word gets around and i i think she was a slut i really do well i think at that point it would be just prostitution sex well, worker it, it sex was, worker it yeah. was a legal form right. of prostitution i guess it's it's being a gold digger it's it's being he was a gigolo in the beginning and she was uh but so was paul yeah that's no what that's right oh. yeah oh, okay yeah so i don't but anyway don't, getting back to the point they can't be they, there there can be no love there can be no life there can be nothing together it just it just can't work so you think her inability to be like a, a responsible adult is an obstacle is what you're saying I think they're going to have to crash. The yeah. two of them are going to have to crash and and come up with the realities of life that you have to work and you have to earn money and you have to have responsibility. And you do that because you love someone and you want to share your life with them. I don't think she's got that kind of depth. I think she just wants the money. Yeah. She wants money and she wants security and he can't provide that for her. Um, and I think that was the main obstacle throughout the movie, to be, them being together. Like, I'd marry you in an instant for your money. It's a good thing you don't have it. Remember what she said. You want to be with somebody who can help the other person. How can Paul help her? I, if she can't love. Now, if, he, if she can love, then he can help her with his love. I think she was... Well, let's... Let's get into. Do you, are we ready to move on from obstacles to chemistry? Because I don't know. Are we? I think that really the only obstacle is her superficiality. Is that a word? Yes. And maybe her lack of responsibilities. You have no responsibilities. I don't. Definitely don't. Yeah, those are the obstacles. No money. Yeah. No maturity. Yeah, no sense of reality. Which goes back. I just saw in my notes I had a quote down from the movie. Um, when they're at the strip bar, I thought that scene was hilarious. Yeah, I, it was. It was funny. Yeah, where Rich. she where she says something about being deeply and importantly talented, <laughs> and he says she's amusingly and superficially talented, right. and that's kind of like the a line. very good comment. Wow, that was a powerful. Yeah. I, that got by me in the movie. That was very good. Yeah. Very good, Marie. Yeah. Do you think he she's handsomely paid? Hmm. <laughs> or is that exchange? Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. But even he's kind of bored because I was like, for some reason, I was like, hmm, could I show this at my job? And then I was like, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, at first, the fact that they were both like prostitutes kind of got by me at first. Sex workers. That's is that, the is PC that, term. I'm sorry. I don't. I'm yeah, I don't away think listeners. it's prostitution. I, I, you know. Uh, God damn it! It's sex workers. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. what the phrase is now. Is it? Yes. Okay. That's what prostitution. <laughs> 
We're losing listeners. So there may not have been a lot just We're to finish up listeners. obstacles. All 13 of them. There may not have been Ten a of lot them. of Did obstacles. Did you just lick the microphone? Accidentally. <laughs> Sorry, but, God. Sorry, but Dad. there was one huge obstacle, and that was I don't think the she cat? knew how to love. Oh. So that 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 obstacle, I think, destroys every every attempt at a relationship. I thought you were saying that the obstacle was the cat because he was a dog person. No. Where did that come from? I don't know. I don't think he ever said that. No, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't. There was no way that she could ever have learned a skill set with her life. Like she was scavenging food for her and her brother. She got married. She was taking care of the kids. Like I just don't think there was any way that she could have attended school. She could have been a model or something. And if you. I think that the whole scene where she got arrested and was like, one at a time, one at a time, ask me questions, like that was her. Well, that's what Martin Balsam, that character, was trying to do. He was trying to get her to either model yeah. or, act. Or, be, or act. And he was the one who sponsored her her language lessons. And he was, remember, his, his line was classic, too, calling her a phony, but it's okay because she's a real yeah. phony. Because she believes it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, and I think Marie's right. When when they go to the strip bar, maybe she's questioning, hey, could I do that? And then she looks down when the woman takes her top off and decides, no, nah, I can't do that. Maybe. Well, she don't got a lot of show. Yeah, that's no. what I'm saying. Oh, you don't mean like morally. You mean like literally. Oh, there's no morals. I don't think this girl has any morals. I really don't. Boom. <laughs> there it is. Do you think Paul has morals? Yes. Yes. Okay. Just, he no, he just, develops them. Okay. He just wondering. Them. Do you think the decorator, the Thule, I, ca- I called her decorator the entire time. I Do called you think, her that too. Yeah. Do you think she has morals? Uh, I don't. I don't think we can say. I quite frequently during the movie thought she was the worst. I hated her. Do you think her husband knows what she's doing? He has to. Right? Well, Unless, remember the one scene where she's yeah. talking to him on the phone, and there's a guy mixing drinks right no, in front of her. She was pretending that she was talking to her girlfriends. No, oh, was it? But yeah. do you think he? You saw his hands and how old he mm-hmm. was and everything and the oh, wrinkles. Really? I didn't pick it, up. They on were that. old. They was freckled and yeah. Yeah, it, they were, yeah. So I'm wondering, like, is he kind of like senile? Hey, by the way, could that have been a glimpse of what Holly's future <laughs> was supposed to be? That's good, good one. That's really good, good. Yeah. You know, that's what happens when you do land the rich guy. And she You're was not happy because miserable. you're looking for some young guy to yeah. to hop in the sack with. I hated her character. Did How did you guys feel about E2 or she the decorator? Like just- I don't know. I don't think she was too peripheral. I think she had a very important. She was a very important symbol she in was the movie, especially build. to Paul. Yeah, because when Paul was breaking up with her, it didn't really seem to matter that much to her. I agree with he, that. He was just, you know, somebody that she slept with. But she and then she wrote him a thousand dollars. I never did get the thousand dollar check. To me, it was an insult. To me, that was her being offended and trying to insult. Yeah, insult him and get him to stay. Like you're entitled to your vacation. You're entitled to your. 
pay and with benefits and all this stuff. Up until that scene, I did not get that he was just sleeping with one woman who was her. I oh. thought that he was sleeping with multiple no. women. No, no. I didn't it was get her. that. He was a capped man. And in the same building? Were they in the same no. building? No. No, okay. no, no. no. She I probably was confused by the she always took a cab. E. Yeah. I uh, assume that she lived like Upper West Side or something like I, that. I, I disagree. It's a mild disagreement, but I disagree because I think even as she was writing the check, she expected that $1,000 was going to win him over yes. and he was going to come yes. back. So it was her... It was the opposite, or it was exactly what Holly wanted to be. I think she and needed it, pull, and it, though. And the movie showed how tragic that character was who got what Holly was looking for. Yeah. And that person that she wanted was Paul, mm-hmm. the same guy. So yeah. there's a lot of symbolism there, that if is, you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Marie kind of pointed, that. those are both very good points, Marie and Dad. That you kind of, that's what Holly could have been, and that's, you know. I'm glad I'm kind of keeping up with this now, because one of my big notes was, this movie's too deep for me. Really? Yes. I think it was deep. I really do think it was deep. I do, too. I was stretching to find out what the time metaphor was, because they referred to time a number of uh, points in the movie where she didn't know what day it was, she didn't know what time it was, she didn't have a clock. There was four or five times in the movie that they were talking about time, and and I couldn't come up with anything. I think it was just another example of her... Irresponsible. Yeah, irresponsibility. Um, Chemistry. What was I going to say before that, though, really fast? It wasn't about chemistry. It was just something... Doesn't matter. Uh, Chemistry. I think they had great chemistry. (laughs) What? Did you just see Marie's face and you laughed? No, I I heard your comment and laughed. What? I thought they had had no chemistry. What? None. I loved their back and forth. That date day that they had, I loved it. The thing... Well... The the stealing the Halloween masks, I was, thought it was great. Was the one and only time he condescended to her level of frivolity and and and. and I'm sorry. I was like, who steals Halloween masks? Yeah, really. Take something useful at least. And and Tiffany's. He tried to be like her, and Tiffany. He couldn't do it. He even struggled signing the library book that she wanted, which was another example of immaturity on her point. So I, I think there was no chemistry. Well, Dad, I missed a few of those moments because you didn't pause the movie when I left to help Marie clean up vomit with her kid. Wow. <laughs> I didn't realize I'd end up getting the blame for this. All I wanted no. was some towels. No. I missed... I mean, I've seen it 10 times, yeah, so I, I know saw, what... I. I thought it was rude of her, and I don't know if this plays into chemistry or not, but I'm just going to say it. I thought it was rude that she called him Fred. Yeah. It's like she was she was trying to separate him as a person from so, than someone she could be with, because you can't be with your brother. But that was on purpose. I married you in an instant for your money. Like, she was attracted to him. She wanted to be with him, but she didn't want to fall well, for him. So she tried to make him her yeah, brother? that's yeah, what I think. Yeah, she said, I like you very much. You remind me of my brother, so I'm going to call you Fred. Yeah. So I think that, that was, was her trying to the separate movie's herself. attempt early to indicate that she had interest in Paul, Yeah. but I didn't believe it for a second. 
And then I heard <gasps> I predicted because her Because if you remember, if you go back to <laughs> that dies. point, she didn't ask for his name. She just said, hey, I'm going to call you Fred because I like you. And, and I, I like can talking do whatever. to you. I can yeah. do whatever I want because I'm a selfish bitch. Yeah. You're a selfish bitch. Sometimes. Oh. Uh I I don't know. You guys didn't think they had good chemistry. Like you don't think they played well in the movie together. I'm sorry. I That's thought, what I mean. I, I, I thought we were talking about characters. I thought I didn't think we were talking about the actors' yeah. chemistry. Well, either There's one. Two, it's two different things. You're two different things. Oh, Marie, what were you gonna say? I wrote down, "Is this a hooker party?" Because I wasn't sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is this a sex worker party? <laughs> Sex workers are correct. I don't know. I, I, I frankly didn't think of that. Um, Chemistry-wise, actor... No, because there were some people who came with other couples. There were some people who came as couples. Oh, do you, like a swinger party. Maybe it was a swinger party. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they were swingers. So I you don't know. Did... She left. He she... left. The Brazilian guy left. I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe I... It was. I, I really want to talk about the woman that had a watch on her ankle. Yeah, that was weird. How did that get there? Yeah. I like that. Could I have been a fad be back then. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I love the fashion in this movie. It's great. So you don't think they had chemistry? I think the actors acted well together. So yeah. I think the actors had some chemistry. I yeah. don't think the characters had any chemistry. Really? No. That's crazy to me. I thought they had great she chemistry. She kept coming back to him, but yeah. I think... And he kept coming back to her. Well, he loved her. Obviously. That, that's different. She came back to him because I she guess loved him. Uh, I can't say she could love anybody. You know, I go back to what I said earlier. She could she loved her brother. Marie, what do you think? I want to know what you think real bad. Um chemistry. I think that they did well together as actors and they played off of one another and they understood. I think he understood what she wanted and needed. But I don't think at some point, I think that what he wanted and needed was her and she couldn't give it to him. And that's where, I, I don't know if I'm getting mixed up here. I don't know. Think, I th think about real life, girls. Any relationship <laughs> where... I'm a woman. It feels condescended to right now. You were the first one. Damn it. I've been doing so well. All right. Sorry, Dad. Go no, ahead. the point the point is anybody <laughs> who hopes to build a relationship on changing someone. No, that's a good point. Is destined for a failed relationship. That's a very and good he point. was hoping to change her throughout the movie. Even when he blows up at the very end and calls her a chicken. But I loved that. Well, I, it I, was his he was leaving. Yeah. He so so again, he had reached his breaking point. It was yeah. like the woman with the glass of ice <laughs> on her back. Yeah. He had reached his point. He was done. That's he was gone. Point. She got rid of the cat. She she was a chicken. She couldn't have a relationship. So, to me, that's there is no chemistry. I did not enjoy the way they kissed together. I'll say that right now. Well, I think that's kind of like a 60s kiss, though. What do you mean a 60s kiss? Like that closed lip kind of a no, thing. I thought they missed. 
like the first couple times. Well, in the rain. Yes. Yeah. They like kissed each other's side <laughs> of the face. They may have slid off each other's lips. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I loved how she got out of the taxi and she was instantly drenched. Did you notice that? I went back to, I know we went out of order for this one. So the last podcast we recorded was Chasing Amy, which is the next, the podcast, next podcast that will be released. But in Chasing Amy, there was a scene where they get out of the car, it's raining, and she jumps back and starts making out with the guy, and she's instantly drenched. And I was like, oh, so this is just taxi in the rain time. I thought they had good banter together. I thought, like, the way, even whenever they were arguing with each other, like, you should be used to taking money from now. Like, I feel like they both could really hit each other where it hurts, which you can only do. Yeah, another reason to believe they would have stayed together. <laughs> but that's a sign that they really know each other. I I agree that they both knew how to help each other, but they both knew how to hurt each other. I just don't that's know bad. if they could reach the amount of practicality you need to maintain, hmm. which doesn't have anything to do with chemistry. I'll admit. Now, I want to talk about. Maybe the real love story was between Holly and the cat. No. <laughs> no. I, I feel like I just got crickets. I, I meant would, for that to be more funny than it was. I would say that he had a better relationship with cat. He went back for cat, not her. Yeah. yeah. Very went, big point. Very big point. He was, yeah. Another example of what a jerk she was. Here's something we haven't talked about. If you want to get into her and try and analyze her nobody talked about the jeep accident when fred died she that was the one and only time she showed genuine emotion so i believe she loved fred yeah Mm -hmm. even though she left him as a child or as a teenager i believe she loved him yeah i agree but But the very next day she is over it she was over it I just think it was her mask. I just think that was her pretending. I don't know. Well, as a human being, I hope so, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, if Fred's dead, Zed's dead, baby. (sighs) Just kidding. What reason is there for her to continue to go after rich men? Because she shouldn't have to worry about it anymore. She has no one yeah. to take care of. Yeah. So she should have been free to do what she wanted. But even then, she was still she trying to. She wanted that lifestyle. Yeah. But that was, I think that was a really interesting point of the movie. And I think the movie failed because it didn't communicate to me who how that really affected her or... His unless, death? yeah, unless it was another example of superficiality because the very next day she was back to normal. I hated Jose's whole reaction to that. I mean, I didn't like Jose from the start. Well, he was a politician, I think. Yeah, but like him just leaving, you know, like I can't have this, this act. No, no, he didn't leave then. He left when she got arrested for no, drugs. No, I know, <laughs> but she was about to before he found out it was her brother. He said that her actions were, you know, yeah, but ridiculous. Could that be a part of her not opening up to him and saying, I hey, think she- I know we're about to be married, but my brother just died. Were they, though? Oh. Were they? No, they weren't. He was going to keep her as a side piece. 
Oh, I think he may, I think he was going to marry her. I do. You do? But I think his aspiration was to be president of Brazil. Mm. And any you know, you you can't have any uh like past like demons or whatever. Yeah, you, like, can't, you can't have, any have any notoriety skeletons any, in the closet. Yeah, right. Was he going to marry her though because they couldn't even take the yeah. same flight? Yeah. In in the cab she said we're going to be married for a week. Now I don't know whether she was lying, making that up. It was a fantasy, but I took it as truth. I took it as... And I think Jose once, at one point, said he was going to... In that scene we're talking about, after Fred was got the telegram about Fred dying, he said, is this a woman I can marry? I don't remember that. I don't remember either. I got the impression that he had no intention of marrying her. He was going to keep her at a house... In Brazil, and that he was going to have his like a side piece, yeah, yeah, and he would visit her whenever. That was the impression that I got. I think I I think you're right. I think the movie let you draw that conclusion for yourself. I mean, let's ask the question. I mean, maybe this is final thoughts territory, but is this a rom com? No, it's not a rom com. I did laugh like a bunch, like I chuckled, but like, is it a Mickey Rooney? I laughed at the party a lot. I did laugh at Mickey but Rooney, actually. But Mickey Rooney, the party, you don't chuckle at anything that the main characters do. I No, I did. I chuckled at stuff Paul did. Like what? Uh, whenever he was telling the breakfast or, or the whenever he was telling the Tiffany sales associate that the crack or the ring was purchased concurrent with I a th- Cracker Jack box. I think like, in 1961 humor, stealing the Halloween masks, yeah. signing the book in the library. I thought that was funny. Too. Uh, I really wanted to see the Cracker Jack sign. ring. Uh, uh, um, inscribed. Inscribed. Yeah. yeah, those. I think those were all 1961 humor points. I liked. And the watch, the wristwatch on the ankle. Even. Yeah, yeah. And like the whole glass on the back. Like I did, I don't know. I just liked Paul as a character a lot. He's probably my favorite character. But um, I, oh my God, can we rewind really fast and go back to believability and say how unbelievable that it is that Paul went and helped her get ready for Sing Sing. He, they had just met. The, yeah. And he was helping her look for her alligator shoes, <laughs> which were in a one was in a flower pot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was just really bizarre. Yeah, but and then he also found a lighter in there. He the like already pulled, lit. Oh my god! It was Did still it was still lit. Yeah. yeah. Was that a thing? Is like already lit lighters a thing? Like, oh, oh, yeah, definitely. There were lighters way back. No, 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 but no, I no, mean, no. Like, she, could you just like pick them up and they'd be lit? I don't know. I didn't. I I didn't I see can, that. I mean, I know you were. I mean, you were still a kid back then at sixty-one. But you're yeah. the expert on this right now. Yeah. I. Uh, it depends. There were lighters that the wick was kind of exposed. Huh. So if you happened to hit the igniter, then it could have come on. But I didn't really see what he did when he picked it out. It looked like he just picked it out with two fingers. <laughs> And it, and it was, was already lit, lit but yeah. it wasn't burning anything. Yeah. So I couldn't get that. Um, another thing, too, going back to Holly being able to take care of herself. At the party, she accidentally lights somebody's hat on fire. Yeah, but that then, was funny. That oh, was very yeah. funny. Yeah. But then she has this way of ending up 
taking care of it. Yeah, so the maybe serendipity she of is, the drink falling on the fire. Maybe she's just that kind of a person where luck just follows her. Where serendipity, luck, whatever you want to call it, only lasts for so long, yeah, only comes yeah. in for so long. Eventually, you have to do it for yourself. It may, you're, you're right, Allison. Maybe the, the writers wanted that to mean something, but it didn't for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with Marie. Anyone who's gonna carry that long of a cigarette holder deserves. I love it. I, I hated that cigarette love it. That was I another sixties comedy <sighs> thing. It's great. Uh, yeah, and and uh, it got shorter as the night got longer. Oh, did it really? Yeah, it got I shorter. Notice. I didn't notice. Yeah, that either. It, it, eventually when she left with the blonde guy, Rusty. The, yeah, Rusty Trawler. It was only about that long. Uh, do you guys know how many times I was Holly go lightly for Halloween? No. Three times. Wow. She didn't have a costume. She did. I was her for Halloween with the black dress and the cigarette thing and the long black gloves. I think we should bring back those gloves, by the way. Oh, they are. They they didn't go anywhere. That's formal wear. Formal wear. Opera wear, right? Opera gloves, aren't they? Do you know that that has a meaning with Disney princesses? No. The Disney princesses who wear opera gloves were not princesses at birth. They became princesses through marriage. Yes, ma'am. How did you find this out? BuzzFeed, baby. That's awesome. I know. Shout out to BuzzFeed. So. She was princess for a week. <laughs> She's always <laughs> I'm always a princess. You can ask Bernard. <laughs> uh, a moment they fell in love. When did these two or one or none fall in love? Allison. Uh, Paul fell in love with her whenever she slept over. That first night? Yes. He was already falling for her. Are you kidding her. me? No. no. I swear to... That's- Disagree. You, that's a hard no for me. They fell in love on their first walk. He fell in love with her on their first walk. What happened? What do you you mean? What first walk? They were talking, they were just walking down the street. Whenever they ran into the decorator? No, that was after, that was with Sing Sing. It was early in the movie, and it was what I call their first walk. I can't remember where they went. They were going out to have dinner was the point, but she was talking and I could see that as he started to look at her, his expressions changed. And I think that's when they started to fall in love. I thought, well, not Holly, but I think he started falling for her whenever she came into bed with him and snuggled up on him because he just stayed in that position and, yeah, and no one can fall asleep in that position. No yeah. one can fall asleep in that position. And he was, I don't know. I just thought he was concerned about her. Um, that's that's what I think. No one no one well, can convince me when otherwise. Did she or did she fall in love with him? Okay, this is the biggest question of the movie for me. <sighs> Do you think that Holly was in love with him? I think that she, I mean, like, whenever she kissed him full on on the lips in her apartment... Mm-hmm for the first time she didn't realize that she was doing it it was just something that happened and she didn't i i don't know i feel like she was i think she did the minute in in the rain in the alley but in the very next minute she would have not been no i think she thought he was her best option and that's why she went with him he wasn't rich You're, he wasn't her best option but no, he was her best option. She didn't have another guy lined up. 
<gasps> there, were, gonna, there were 50 other guys in Brazil she was getting the list for. But she would have still had to go to Brazil, find a place to live, find new clothes. There was a whole list of obstacles to finding those 50 guys. Why not just live with this guy who has the job for the moment? He didn't have the money. Well, we're... No, he could. She, they could shack up wherever for mm. now, and then she finds the guy to go with. I don't think she was ever in love with her. I think she did whatever was convenient no! for her because she's a selfish bitch. You're. She was definitely in love with him and kissed him without realizing it in nope. her apartment. She nope. did That's not have I the think. capacity for love. <sighs> nope. I'm the minority. It's going to be agree to disagree, and that's. Not she's fine, a, but I have a to accept it. Human being. You're a trash human. You're not a trash human being. You're the best human being. <laughs> Thanks. That was just my gut response to tell you that. <laughs> um, I do think that he loved her. He did. Yeah, he did. He did. He did love her. I think he's going to be severely disappointed. Yeah, he's going to be devastated at some yeah. point. Very soon, he was going to be devastated, and probably in the very next scene, he was going to say goodbye forever. That's what I expected. If she was 19, if she was supposed to be 19, how old would you have gauged him to be? 30? Was 30? Well, he wrote a book and then in 56, so one would think he's in his mid-20s in 56, so he's, let's say he's 30, mm -hmm. early 30s, he's working for a magazine now. Yeah. So you think the early 30s? Yeah, I'd say he's a good 12 years older than her. Yeah, I think which I mean, is I think an improvement from Doc. Well, <laughs> there's an there's a maturity there that she didn't reach yet. That's a good point. That's a good point. I I don't think she's ever going to change. But do you think she would have ever have a child? I would hope not. I but would probably. Hope not. Yeah, she'd probably slip up. But so yes, I think it would be a terrible. Like I think that child would need a lot of therapy, but I think she would slip up inevitably and have a child. I think we're all in a unanimous decision here, but let's just go for Allison's sake. Do they stay together? No. Nope. Absolutely not. He deserves better. He does. Oh, so maybe that's why again, I held it Is together. Is this your favorite movie? It's like in my top five. What's your top five? I don't know. What's your top? You're going to laugh because my favorite movie is <laughs> Captain America Civil War. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Father. What's your top movie? Probably North by Northwest. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. What's I, your top movie? It's a Wonderful Life. It's really? Absolute favorite. That's yes. fun. It's die for. Yeah. Um, my top it's movie great. changes like yearly, but this is in my top five. This is something that I can never hate. And it's like Holly. I can never hate her for some reason. I can't, I can't cast her aside. Is there some reason this goes back to final thoughts? I think, but uh, do you think there's a reason why in the whole movie she's in neutrals and then in the one movie she's in paint? I was wondering that, but I don't think so. Oh, I do. I you think do? movies always have uh, a subtlety that they're they're hoping that people will find. So I think absolutely but there was an the, attempt there. What would the pink have meant? Like I was, I thought about that, but like I couldn't figure out what change. Would, like with Jose, 
change. Or her, her brother. Or, or her brother. Or she should she have been was, wearing red. She was fighting that she loved Paul. You know, it could have been anything yeah. that I don't know what they wanted us to think, but I think they wanted us to see change. Maybe. You know, I, she was always in black. What does black symbolize? Sadness. Sadness. Unhappiness. Sad, yeah. mm-hmm. And then she went to pink after her brother died. Think about that. That's no, really but, weird. Well, but it she was, didn't know he was dead yet. She, she was, was a dead. pink when she was with the rich guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So the money, is that go back to the symbolism of the money making her happy? I don't know. Yeah, it was the Brazilian but guy. can money ever buy you happiness except if it's a puppy? No. No, it can't. <laughs> but she thought it could. Yeah. That's her character flaw. I maintain that the only time money buys you happiness is with a dog. So, you know, I had a cream. I It was alcohol. Despite what you may hear us say, I think it was an entertaining movie. Wait, well, but we're not we're not final thoughts yet. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. I, I don't think this was a final thought, but okay. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no, no. Final, continue. Go. Continue. No, I think this. There are some movies that you can overanalyze, and I don't think you know when you hear Blake Edwards as a director. Now, when you hear Truman Capote, that's normally a pretty heavy yeah. story. But when yeah. you hear Blake Edwards, you think Pink Panther. You think about oh, comedies. I didn't know that, actually, I was just going to say, what else had he done? Yeah, yeah you know. think about. I comedies. did not know that. Yeah, he's done mostly comedies. Uh, Pink Panther was such a big movie for like. My childhood, and I watch them with dad all the time. Yeah, oh, that's what buddy. I'm talking about. Hey, okay, tip your waiters. I didn't want one. Here, Laura, are you kidding me right now? That's a, I thought you said you wanted a bourbon. I said I didn't want to drink. A bourbon. Period. Get, get this out of here. Take, give that to dad. No, just drink give a that little to bit dad. and leave it. And we'll Pure give that to scotch. dad. It oh, is I give that to dad. This is my bourbon. I've been drinking the bourbon. Oh, taste the bourbon. Don't taste the Weidel bourbon. The the Weidel bourbon is... Can I taste it, actually? I want to taste it by itself, because I swear to God, I'm getting more of, like, a taste for this. No. No. Did Dad just shudder at a drink? Mm. Uh, Dad's not a bourbon guy. I'm not either. I'm shocked at how much I like it. Did you add water? Hey, guess what, guys? I'm That's not a bourbon guy. That's really good right now. Oh, that'll put some hair on your chest. I don't like it, but I didn't shudder when I drank it. You didn't shudder at its paw? I didn't shudder at its paw. <laughs> like Belle. <laughs> like Belle. That's right. Thanks for the drink. Thanks, babe. Because this is a two-hour podcast, baby. Are you kidding? Are you shitting me right now? No. An hour and 12 minutes. Or no. An hour, no. It's tw- almost an two. Hour an hour and 52 minutes is what yeah, the movie was. Yeah, it's almost two. We have a lot of things to talk about. This is my. This is one of my favorite movies. I, I. It really is, and everybody hates it, but it's one of my favorite movies, guys. Well, this is the good thing about movies, and hopefully the people that listen get some enjoyment out of hearing an analysis of what three other people who have seen the movie think. Because we've analyzed the characters, we've analyzed the story. And I think we have three different opinions. And I think maybe this is one of those movies that you're just supposed to watch, enjoy the beauty of the characters, because they're both really good-looking yeah. characters. They dress but very the well. But the story is not deep. You know... 
<laughs> All I took away from this movie was A team, guys. A team. Who's the first guy we see in the movie? Just to test you, you two. Who's oh, the first shit. guy you see in the movie? Um, the, the first guy, Mickey Rooney. Yeah. He hits his head on the paper yeah. lantern. So, oh, yes, so it's bad. a comedy. Yes, so it's a comedy. Bad. And but that's the first character we're seeing. So, this. We've analyzed this. I believe what I've said. I believe you guys believe what you've said. But it's basically just a lighthearted. I so feel you think like we're it, going too deep right I, now. I, I, no, for this movie, I, I think. Don't think we are. I think that this is a solid story written by Truman Capote, and I think that our analyses are. I want to read the short story. I, I do too. I want to read it now. All right, we can do. We can do this. We can get the short story times three, and then. Go social media our opinions okay. out on how this compares. Okay. okay, I absolutely think this. Yeah, yeah, I would I'll, like to do that. I'll illegally print it from my copier <laughs> three times and I'll, get it to you guys. All right, no, that sounds we can great. Look it up. We can each look it up. Oh well, I would like an illegal copy, please. Absolutely, Thanks. no worries. Um, final thoughts on this. Wait, iconic moment. Oh shit. I forgot about this iconic moment going to you, Father. If you could put one moment on a poster, what would it be? Um, for me, it's so hard. The poster is already so iconic. I know, I know. With her, the poster is iconic, dress. and the cat on her shoulder. Yeah, and then um them kissing off to the side that's so iconic as it is but i'm going to go i will shun my woman in the mirror laughing and crying (laughs) i'm gonna go with um him taking her to her bed as she's crying really yeah i I think her laying down sobbing after the destruction you that's see the your iconic scene her. i do yeah. think that's a beautiful scene though like i do think that that like in filmography that scene of her lying in the bed i just think that describes their relationship and that she's such a fragile person who needs taken care of look at this wreckage around her and here's the guy swooping in to take care of her. My iconic scene, I want it to be the opening scene, actually, the breakfast at Tiffany's. But my iconic scene is them at the end kissing with Cat in the middle. Oh, like in his little raincoat. I love that scene. I love no, it. No, I think mine, uh, they're both good. Both both of the ones you chose, but it's I think okay. the you one I would to. choose would be when he hands her the Cracker Jack ring that's that's inscribed mm. in the cab mm. at the very near the end where he's been holding that. I like that a that lot. Ring and he tells her he's been holding it for four. I months. don't want it anymore. Yeah, I don't want it anymore. And I love. I threw my papers at you because I was mad at you. <laughs> yeah, I can't reach yeah. them. You're just but gonna have to deal. I love his line. You built your cage like you you put yourself in a cage you built it yourself i love that because it's true um yeah he saw the tragedy of her mm -hmm. life in in that cab when she 
asked for the 50 richest guys in Brazil. Yeah. He saw it at that moment. Oh, he had just professed his love to her. God, I don't think we talked about this. This can go with final thoughts, but I love whenever he gives her his $50 check. I love it. Oh, that was a nasty moment. Oh, I really loved it. Really nasty. She but deserved not- it. She no, did. She deserved it. It was not as a nasty move as what did she say to him? You should be used to taking women or money from women right now. Yes. Yeah. And then she <laughs> throws him out of her apartment like he's the one who was wrong. It'll take exactly four seconds to cross to the door. Oh, you have to. Uh, I, I agree with Allison. Giving giving her his fifty dollar check oh, and saying going it. to the re- restroom. Awesome moment. I loved it. I did because she was such a bitch in that library. That was one part. Like I truly hated her with the cat. The fact that he had the ability to do that to somebody that he deeply, truly loves another strike against true love forever. But that's the thing where he can only be pushed so far. Like he'll be pushed around by people, but like he can only be pushed so far, but you're not supposed to hurt the one you truly love. I'm sorry. It's not the way life works. Stab him in the gut. Like a Game of Thrones kind of a character. Absolutely. Or leave her in the dark like Jamie and Brienne. Um, I have my own thoughts on that. And I think he's going to <coughs> kill Cersei, not go back to her. So I think I warned dad to- about this. I was like, we always have a Game of Thrones talk. So Jamie's not leaving Brienne so. crying Stay to go on back topic. to his one no. love. He is going back to Cersei. To kill her, and then he will go back to Brienne. To all those, he loves loyalty. I will go back to a Star Wars movie quote: (laughs) "Stay on target, (laughs) stay on target." Bring it another fandom. Oh yeah. Um, my final thought has to go back to. I could talk about this movie all night long. Uh, Well, one of my final thoughts. I don't know if another one will come up because nothing's final. Um, did the taxi just wait there with all her things? Or did yeah, he drive I was wondering off that too. I was wondering that too. Did, is yeah. he like, I'm done. You know, I'm going home. I, we have to talk about the big thing that we haven't talked about. Moon River. We oh, haven't talked about Moon River. How did we get this? Harry it, Mancini did yeah. the score. We didn't mention Suppose, that. Suppose, like, yeah. He did it for Audrey he wrote Hepburn. That song for her. For her. And most people associate it with Andy Williams. I love that song. I love her sitting out on the windowsill playing, playing that song. Playing it on the guitar. I love it. I love I You get chills when you hear I that. I do. I do. Yeah. I also think about Sex in the City with that movie. Because of Big and Carrie. Because of Big and Carrie. Yeah. Yes. Even though I'm not a big, big fan. I'm not a big, big fan. Either. But I do. Dad loves Sex in the City. Yeah, yeah right. Right. just kidding. I, I think uh, there have probably been bigger wastes of film, but I don't know what they were. Uh, the, uh, my final thoughts on the movie is I recommend the movie. If oh, you, that's if surprising, you, actually. If you haven't seen it, see it, watch it. Uh, don't analyze it as deeply as we did. <laughs> Because honestly, I think it's a lighter, it's intended to be a lighter movie. Interesting. I believe it is a romantic uh, comedy. It's just filled with character flaws. And and as you approach the movie, if you haven't seen it, just recognize that you're going to run into people who have a lot of really deep, serious problems. Paul overcomes them. 
Holly does not. And I think you'll probably agree that they don't really have a long-term future ahead of them. Unfortunately, I do agree with you. They don't, but I one can hope. But maybe, like, honest, what are you doing? I was going to speak, but you took over, so. Oh, you're... I was going to speak from the heart. From your boobs? <laughs> That's where my you're heart gonna... is. It's underneath my boobs. Uh, whenever I watch this movie alone, which I do most of the time because nobody will watch this with me. Understandable. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I I cry at the end. I do. I cry at the end, but maybe it's because I know that really they're not going to last. Yeah. Maybe that's why I get upset or maybe it's because they, she discarded the cat. I, that's probably, it. I would watch this movie again. I do think you, you would. To, yeah. I you would, would watch this movie again. I would. I'm I, shocked. I think it would take a couple of times to really let everything sink in. Huh? I'm not sure that you're supposed to think that deeply, but I think you do think that deeply within this. I mean, even she's talking to Doc and said, this is your problem. You've always wanted to love wild things. And she described yeah. as one of the, I just think there's so much there. I um, agree. I Ooh, recommend. That's a deep comment. Yeah. I recommend seeing it. You have to, it's a classic. It is. Um, for all of its maybe, as Dad said, flaws and problems and everything we've talked about, you have to form your own opinion. But along with that, I will say, form your op- own opinion. Comment, tweet at us. Let Please. us know how you feel about it. I did like the movie. I would watch it again. Really? I'm, I'm really pleased that you said that, but I'm very surprised. I thought you were going to hate this. I'm not saying I like the characters necessarily, but yeah, I like the, you like I the movie. I appreciate the movie for what it was. I think it was a beautiful Are you guys going to do Sabrina? I, yes. yes. And I'm so excited. I, I love that I, movie. I would love to do that one with you, <gasps> yeah, too. Yeah, And we are doing Roman Holiday 2, which... I might be like my hey, number two movie. You love Audrey Hepburn. I love Humphrey Bogart. He's my number one. Oh my God. Sabrina, have you seen it before? No, I've oh never seen it. Oh my God. Awesome you awesome are going movie. to love yeah. it. So, I love so listeners, Bogart. watch that movie before you hear yes, us talk about it. So it good. is so good. <laughs> Equally unbelievable, but just do, as good. Do, 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 no spoilers. Spoil. But no spoilers. do not do not watch the Harrison Ford one. Watch the yeah. Humphrey I, that's, Bogart that's Audrey Hepburn. That's, that's, right. that's, yes. right. that's the one I've, I've seen. I've never seen that one. I mean, I'd probably watch it because Harrison Ford is probably one of the most attractive men ever. But um, we've had this discussion. Had, um, you placed the rock above Harrison Ford, if I remember. I did place the rock. I, the only reason I know I placed the rock above Harrison Ford is because I was too drunk to realize at the time, but I re-listened to the podcast. Yes, you did. Best actors ever. You know. Cary Grant and Humphrey Bogart and. Audrey Hepburn. Uh, Jimmy Stewart. I'm excited to Men. do um, Philadelphia Men. Story because. Me too. I've never of- seen it. I would, yeah. I would I've do never that. seen that. Um, I, I know my wife wants to do Bringing Back Baby, which is. I a, love that movie. Yeah, it's a so very, funny. Very popular movie. I love, like, I but laugh. Thank you guys for having me. I had a lot of fun. Good. I'm glad that you brought up coming back because I think it was an excellent podcast. Me too. We will have to break the cussing barrier at some point because it was a difficulty. I for cussed. Me. I just didn't say the ultimate cuss, I which I've a, never said before. I've had never said it myself a couple times. <sighs> It will be broken. It has to be. Um, so you're gonna have to be the one that breaks it. Join us 
after you listen, follow, comment, subscribe, subscribe, rate, review. That's right. All of that. Drink. Even if it's a one out of five, do it. Wiggle. Wiggle whiskey. Holy shit. Wiggle whiskey. Honestly, some of the best alcohol I've ever had if in my life. If you buy the wiggle whiskey, get the wiggle gin because the, the wiggle gin, gin is so amazing. Um, yes. And we'll see you next time for Chasing, Chasing Amy. Amy, which we already recorded, but we'll let you know what our next GOT drink is. Episode five, season eight, bitches. Let's get excited. What's our next drink? For Game of Thrones. We yeah, no, 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 no. I know, but what's the next drink going to be? I don't know. We're oh, we're going to let them know for, later. I'm looking for a flaming drink because no, I absolutely not. Let's do it for the season finale. I want something on fire. You know, you blow it out before you drink it, right? Uh, it worries me. Either way. Either way, it worries me. Okay, guys. Cheers. Did you have fun? Yeah. style someday old maker you heart breaker wherever you're going I'm going your way to see the world there's such a lot of world to see